This is episode 18 of Healthy You with Andrea and Drew. 20. It's even closer now. I know. Drew, we're doing well here. We're flying. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder what to talk about next and then I get an uh, email I, or hear something. <laughs> I never worry about what the next topic is going to be with you, Andrea, because your mind is always working. And that's what I love because you always have some new uh, great tidbit. And um, we've talked about this before pretty much at the end of every episode. But um, what we discuss here is just scratching the surface. And uh, we're, we're just trying to get a little bit of info out there. And then as people's minds starts to turn a bit and they think, hey, you know what? I'd like to learn a bit more. They can always contact you. And uh, it's just to really get people thinking how they can, uh, you know, change their eating habits, change their uh, lives a little bit, or maybe become slightly less picky eaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that is the topic today. Um you know, sometimes I get called a picky eater, but really there's only two or three things that I don't really like. And it's just preference. preference. I'll still eat them, but yeah. I don't think that's picky. How were you as a child? Do you do you remember? Or have you uh, I've blocked out everything. <laughs> from If it's not like those. This, I, I, come this on. isn't one of those podcasts. Yeah you, know, when, yeah. you know, when you have someone at home who's under a year old and you are sleep deprived, <laughs> you barely remember the last eight months, let alone when you were five and six years old and what you're eating. So sorry, bad question. Yeah, that's not a good question. But there are a lot of picky eaters out there, some adults, but even more so the kids. We see it in children. Picky kids when it comes to what they eat. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know what? You grow in and out of foods. Like I've, I've worked with clients and parents who at six months when they started to eat or, you know, at two years, the kids were loving anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And then at three, four, things start to change. And I just have to stress one thing. I'm I'm not a specialist in child nutrition, but I have done a lot of work in it. Yeah. Um, and even with, you know, we talked a little while ago about the camps I run. I've now run camps for a year and had children come back from summer camp to winter camp and seen such a huge difference in their eating habits. And these are young kids. So I had, you know, was working with five and six year olds as well. And, you know, whether it was a six month span of difference and then just kind of getting into it, more confidence in the kitchen and cooking, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know how big of a you know advocate I am of having kids in the kitchen. But at the end of the day, the children decide how much they eat and mm. the parents decide what and when. Yes. Yeah, so- which. No, sorry, which means that if you're going to be the parent who is going to make five different meals to serve five different palates, you're not making your life easier unless if you want to, but then that's what the child is going to essentially expect. Mm, And you start creating your own picky eater by doing that. It's, you know, and and I ask my parents this all the time, you know, you raised four kids. How did you do it? There was one meal. And if you didn't have it for dinner, you had it for breakfast, right? And I, and I understand times have changed. I get that more people, you know, crunch time, there's also more convenience. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if your child is refusing a meatball or if your child is refusing homemade mac and cheese and then you just want them to eat and cave in and maybe give them a cookie or a goldfish cracker by day two or three your child knows they are brilliant children let me tell you this they know that the more they refuse the more they're going to get that other food you're creating that habit and it's a very hard thing to break it is especially you know we're just tired at the end of the day as a parent i get it you just want to make sure your child eats Mm -hmm. but I can guarantee you that if your child is eating very little one day, they will eat a lot more the next day as well. 
So yeah. they dictate how much they're going to eat. They'll make up for whatever they miss that one day. Absolutely. And that's something I'm learning with our little one at home. Yeah. She's, you know, not even a year now, but uh, she lets us know when she wants more and does she ever with her little squeals? It's cute, but yeah. she definitely lets us know. Yeah. And then there's even the head turn. You know, I was with um, um, my fiance's goddaughter a little while ago, and I swear she wanted another little bit of pizza. I was at a birthday party, and, and I gave it to her, and she just started to turn her head, and my, the pizza was going into her cheek. So kids are also really good. It's pizza. Who wouldn't, you know, yeah. you think <laughs> about it, who wouldn't love pizza? But kids are also really good at dictating when they've had enough. We just have to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it, it's not being... It's not being a parent of being the boss and in control of things, but for a while, especially before they can voice, you're making one meal. And, you know, I know I've talked to people that say, well, if you're making chicken and sweet potatoes and a salad for for dinner, give that same type of food to your child. You know, mash it up as to how they need to have it. Make your life as easy as possible. As children get older, so as they get into that two and three year year age, um, there is a lot of research too about serving food family styles. So still allowing them to make their choices and have control over their choices. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're still serving, hopefully, the best type of food that you can for your family. As opposed to preparing a plate for them, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Makes having sense. having all the food on the table. And, you know, there was an article I read a little while ago about picky eaters um, and it doesn't constitute research, but the article was explaining the importance of serving food family style and how we say, if you eat all your broccoli, you can have a cookie. And what that is doing is saying, well, broccoli is kind of a yucky food and then I can have my cookie. And what the article was doing or what the article was explaining was a situation where the mother of three young boys actually put all the food, including three cookies, on the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And so obviously the boys went for the cookie first, but they also ended up eating more broccoli wow. and more of the other food that was on, mm-hmm. on the table because they you look at you know, all food being equal. And Mm -hmm. and again, it comes down to, we know that we need to, as best as we can, aim to include those whole grains and vegetables and, you know, sources of iron, especially for little kids as often as possible. Um, But if you just allow all that food to be out, and again, I'm not saying to put 12 cookies out, but put as many as there are of the people that might want them, they actually, you know, ate more. And again, I just thought it was interesting because it allows the child to be in control of their choices. Which allows them create to uh, create that that habit of being uh, you know a little more independent, if you will. Because if you force them, that's something again. I'm just seeing with our little one. She's yeah. not even a year, but you yeah. know you don't want to force. Mm-hmm. You want them to to learn that this is all good stuff. Absolutely, and I can't again. It's modeling. So monkey see, monkey do. Yes, yes. Um, if if baby sees mom and dad taking sips of water throughout the day through their own bottle or water at dinner, um, eating with a fork, um, adding those vegetables to their plate, they're going to start doing it. It might not happen overnight Mm -hmm. and you might get regressions. So be prepared for that. Yes. (laughs) Um, you know, I've even worked with clients that say, oh, my daughter only eats cucumbers and spinach. And I'm like, work with it. You know, those are those are great things. Still continue to offer other vegetables that maybe the rest of the family are eating, mm-hmm. but work with what you got. Yeah, yeah. It's a step in the right direction, at least, right? Yes. As long as there, <laughs> if there's, as long as there's something they like that's not just, you know, a goldfish, a goldfish cracker. Yes. Um, 
how about we tell people how they can contact you? Because this is something that I, I think a lot of us will probably want a bit more, a lot of new parents would yeah. like a bit more <laughs> info on because uh, we want to help uh, build these habits and make sure that uh, our kids are eating the right things and not becoming picky eaters. So how could people hit you up? So andreafalcone.ca, A-N-D-R-E-A-F-A-L-C-O-N-E.ca. All the contact is there. Um, and a really cute video of the kids in camp too, actually. Yes, and so. it was really <laughs> awesome. I'm going to give you a little plug on that one right there. It was really awesome seeing the kids get out and uh, just learning how to be a bit independent in the oh kitchen. And uh, it also goes to show, you know what? Never too young to just start teaching them this stuff. Yeah, I have a waiting list of three and four-year-olds because apparently my five-year-old is too young. So, oh, uh, But it's, well, it's exciting. Go. It's awesome. Well, Never pe- too young. If people uh, want a bit of help, as mentioned, they can hit you up. And if I need help with my <laughs> little daughter, Maria, I'm just going to send you an iMessage and say, hey, <laughs> We need help. She's not eating. Anytime. But so far, she's pretty good. Knock on wood. Send her to Zia's house. Exactly. (laughs) We'll be back soon with another edition of Healthy You.